0: Welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And we're being joined by my wife, Crystal. Say hi, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. And Lucy Taylor's back with us again. All right. So this is one of two episodes that uh, is dropping this week. So uh, if you want to go and check out all of our Marvel stuff, uh, we just recap basically the phase four announcements from San Diego Comic-Con this Mm -hmm. past weekend. Uh, you can go hit that up. If you're not interested in that, this will be the show for you because we're actually covering everything else that's going on, uh, around that. So we've had kind of a busy week since we did our last show because we had kind of a longer gap between recordings, uh, just cause we did our last show in Denver. So yes. we're back home. Hooray for Kansas wow. City.
1: Technically in Strasbourg,
0: <laughs> Denver. Anyway, don't be, don't be the kid at the sleepover. I know everybody that hears that is going, why do they keep referencing that same John Mulaney Go well, watch
1: John Mulaney.
2: Yeah.
0: But well, now they're going, why do we keep referencing that same bit? Because it's funny. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, we're back in Kansas City. Uh, so, we got a few topics to cover. Uh, but one thing I actually got... I saw I saw this post on Reddit this week, and it was asking people that work in a movie theater, what happens when you don't sell tickets to a show? So, which I'm going... You know what? I never thought to address that. Nobody's ever asked me that question before. So we'll tell you. So I can tell you what happened back when. So when we were in the days of 35? Nowadays it doesn't really matter because yeah. everything's on well, time. Well, even
1: in the back in the days of 35, it depended on what time of day it was because right. we only reported ticket sales to the booth for the last round.
0: During the day, <laughs> we, would, we would do it too. Like if you worked early day shift during the, the spring and fall when we weren't busy at all um also you know, college was, kids in college yeah, the we all so when i talk. was when i was there so mm-hmm. we would actually back then you actually had a projectionist that was dedicated to just doing threading up the film you know getting Also background information
1: this is pre smartphone days so not everybody had a cell phone in their pocket yeah this so is a, we had walkie talkies sitting on the counter
0: or if you were a privileged white kid with T-Mobile you had a sidekick <laughs> anyway
1: i was I had team of all, I was not a privileged white kid, so I, I did know. not have a
0: sidekick. I know. So anyway, no, I had a razor and I liked it. I, I loved Tina, my razor. So. I like my flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I found
3: a flip phone in
0: the theater the other day. <laughs> it's probably a burner phone for a drug dealer. It was, a, or is, <laughs> or, or an old person. No, it's a
3: 13
1: year old girl. That was her first phone.
4: Uh, oh,
1: that's the
3: true. That's, my, that's why you yeah. get the old phones for teenagers.
0: True.
1: My cousins got non-smartphones when they turned 10, and they didn't get smartphones till high school, so that makes
0: sense. All right, got to quit showing our age. I so.
3: had a
1: beeper. <laughs>
3: I didn't have a beeper. But quit siblings. showing your age, but I had a
1: beeper. My siblings had beepers. I didn't even
0: have a beeper.
3: Or one of those little, what were those phones where the only game on it was Snake?
0: Oh, the bricks? Yeah. No, Nokia. Yeah. No, I had one of those. That I sucker still runs. If I can find it. It's oh, my mom rest.
3: has one in her sock drawer. She used to give the core to play
0: with.
3: And used <laughs> to play with got
0: bored with me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back in the days of 35, here's what would happen during the day when we had nothing going on. Basically, we would call up to our projectionist. He would come out and say, "Hey, if uh, let me know what sells." Sure. So you've already would, got them all threaded up.
1: So you would have a piece of paper that had basically all the theaters on it, and when you sold to one, you would mark it off, and you would mess it walkie up to the projectionist sold to this movie and they'd be and they'd respond okay yeah. so then they would start that movie so if you didn't sell the one right they didn't start it
0: right so which could become a problem because now back then we just say well you're already 20 minutes too late for it yeah. and we haven't started it so we can't yeah. start it now so nowadays it's, it's all programmed in Digitally, so it's it's already there. So it's going to run regardless, so we can still sell to it. So we do, yep. time. Why yep. you'd show up that late for a movie, I don't know. So
1: we do have movies running to empty theaters.
0: Yes. It happens. It doesn't happen too awful often, but it's usually during the school year. Not to usually, us. Yeah, I was going to say, and usually during um, either the late rounds, like you said, or during it's the gonna day. Be, it's going to be
1: kids' movies during the late round, yeah. or just not
3: popular movies during the day so then do you yeah. refuse those people when they show up that late no
0: because that, because now the movie automatically plays so if they want to so go, we go, go ahead and, and sell, sell it, it. Yeah.
3: so we tell that. them
1: we tell them you're this long into the movie do you still want to go and if they say yes yeah
3: okay so because I know you, we've talked about the light bulbs that they have in the theater right. about how very expensive yes. movie theater light bulbs are they are super expensive yes how much are they uh, like, I don't know what number off the top of my head because that's about our pay grade but probably so then does that in theory cost money when you guys want to move in, move in. Of
2: course yes it's, cause yeah. it's
0: already we're already using electricity to power the, the projector as it is then you're using more power to, right. to power the bulb. Mm-hmm. So you're burning money at that point when we're not showing anything to anybody. That's why okay. typically if I don't sell to something at the end of the night, mm-hmm. I go and shut those projectors off. Okay. So far, like, I wait 30 minutes in, shut it off, look, okay. particularly after we close. But, that's, it's, I was but it's one of
1: those, like, we can't really, even if we're not busy, there's still stuff we have to do. And right. so the idea of going upstairs and being like, we haven't sold this movie, I'm going to turn the bulb off, yeah. is just not
0: really feasible. Right. right? So well, that's why I typically wait till the end mm-hmm. of the night. Just so that way, you know, last minute stragglers that go in, whatever. But then at the end of the night, I I always check after I get money done and before I get everybody checked out, I go through our our showtime manager and see, okay, we didn't sell this, 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 and this. I can go ahead and shut that off. I can check those theaters and get them crossed off that way I can get out of here faster at the end of the night. Mm Because when you're leaving the theater at 1 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) all you want to do is go home. Or... Or if you're screening a movie that night and it's a big mm-hmm. premiere, and yeah, you really want to watch it. You want to get out of there as quick as possible. So then you're praying you don't sell to the latest exiting mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Um, but that every every single time for me, it seems like it backfires So I went having to sell that last show and mm-hmm. I'm stuck. Yep. And then the movie I want to watch is three hours long. Yep. So anyway, Brian. Right. Uh, so yeah, so that's what happens when we don't sell to a movie. Nothing exciting, nothing, <laughs> you know, like I said, at the end of the night, we just shut the bulbs off earlier. That's it. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a uh, question that, that I saw on there, and I went, that's actually not a bad question. Like, I'm surprised we don't get that question more often. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up this week. So, um, especially after last week, after we had such a downer with, uh, you know, people harassing our, our employees that I figured, well, let's go with something a little lighthearted this week. So, all right. So we're going to move on. Uh Box office, that's what I didn't pull up yet. Give me just a second. As you guys already know, Lion King came out last weekend. And there's the down. <laughs> <laughs> we will cover that at the end of the show because that is going to take way too much time and effort to cover. I got some
3: things to say about that. I think episode. we all have
0: things to say about it. And I already said several weeks ago when it came out, I was going to shit all over it. I'm not going to disappoint because I was right. So, are you
3: surprised that I'm as mad or more mad than you? I am.
0: Um, I'm not surprised about you, Tricia, at all. Like, cause, like you, you've. Uh, we'll get into it later. I here's, that.
3: here's my thing: all, di- not all Disney movies are created equally, but I love them all. I love all of them. Okay. <laughs> so that being said, die-hard Disney fans, get ready to start drinking. Yeah. You know what
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into the weekend box office. All right, number one was Lion King with an impressive $191.77 million. Highest opening for a PG-rated film all time. It actually tops Beauty and the Beast and I think one other one. Probably the Jungle Book, but um, pretty huge opening for a PG movie. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home drops one spot down to number two. Kept up with $21.2 million. <laughs> Uh it's total gross right now. Uh worldwide. I'm bringing this up because so I have called call somebody out on this real quick. Uh Spider Man worldwide gross right now, sitting at nine hundred and seventy-two million. One of our former employees, Bo Carrington, I am calling you out right now.
1: Nice. I apologize for the loud noise that probably just happened. Not, I'm not. Right, my
0: microphone part of the show. Oh,
4: he's a
0: money
3: of an attention.
0: Yes, Carrying on. Carry on. on. No? Isn't it Kerrigan in? Yeah, it doesn't matter, Bo. You owe me a cheeseburger here in the next couple of weeks, because we made a bet. <laughs> so the bet is he didn't think Spider-Man Far from Home would clear a billion dollars. It is only 28 million away from that. It's gonna do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm getting a cheeseburger,
3: damn it. So <laughs> anyway. you won for the life, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Calling you out, Bo. I know you're listening. So, all right, mm-hmm. so Spider-Man Far From Home number two. Toy Story 4, number three at 15.5. Are you catching on here? Guess who runs the top three spots of of yeah. the box office this week?
2: Goodness.
0: Yeah. Disney, partially Sony, but Disney pretty much. Uh, number four is Crawl at $6 million, and then Yesterday closes out at number five. I'm really glad Yesterday is hanging in there at number five.
1: I agree. Uh, i surprised that Crawl was as high as it was, though. because we
0: It opened at number three last week.
1: Yeah, but we haven't sold hardly anything to it.
0: Well, we haven't, weekend. no, but... Uh, yeah, no, I haven't even haven't heard,
1: heard people talking it. about it. It's
0: because it wasn't all that great. I watched it last week, and I just wasn't impressed, even though the reviews aren't great. Maybe
4: we
3: just don't have the right audience.
4: I saw the last scene of it when I was coming Phoenix, God. and I was like, that looks stupid.
0: All right, so <laughs> from maybe, there... Maybe
3: it's more Johnson County direction.
0: <laughs> For crawl, that is definitely a Harrisonville, Cass County kind <laughs> right.
3: of I, I never saw it. it, so I don't really <laughs> know. seen it. He said it. that one of the girls was really snooty, so sorry, John. No, Red I Michael,
0: didn't say snooty. I don't said have a rat <laughs> I said she had resting bitch face. And I stand by I'm that. Sorry,
3: Grandma Booty. <laughs> oh,
0: jeez. I
3: don't have, I have no control over his language.
0: Oh, stop it. You're the one who called somebody a dumbass yesterday. <laughs> <laughs>
3: anyway, should that story.
0: Well, go ahead. We're here.
3: So, I thought it would be really fun to walk all four of our dogs.
0: Time out. just want to clarify <laughs> this is the reason it's called My Drunk Movie Theater.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I have four, so I'll, I'll say just about anything right now. Um, so, I hooked up our. Sixty-pound German shepherd, our 40 pound mutt. mutt, and our two 12-ish pound puppers. Got it. Halfway out the door, there was a teenager and his little fluffball dog walking up the street. <laughs> he stopped and stared like a deer in the headlights, and I just looked, and I paused, clearly trying to make it obvious like, I'm not going to go anywhere until you get up okay. the <laughs> and out of my way, basically. And so... trying to shut the door get the door shut I don't have my keys left my keys in the house with the intention to come back in through the garage when I got home because I got a passcode to the garage next thing I know I look around Ripley had wiggled our 10 pound terrier had wiggled out of her harness and starts running towards the guy on the opposite side of the street and down a little bit I'm just like crap So I I fumble and try and get the dogs in the garage. Well, in the meantime, the leash gets wrapped around my leg. I trip, stumble down the stairs, didn't fall, just stumbled, twisted my knee a little bit. The guy, I'm looking across the street, the teenager starts taking off running down the street. And it just came out of my mouth because, you know. I've been hanging around my mother and my wife
2: quite a bit
3: lately. <laughs> and I say, oh, Dalton. <laughs> your mom, I love your mom because she's the best, one of the best influences in my life because she's spicy. Anyway, so I look up the street and I yell, don't run, dumbass! <laughs> as loud as I possibly could. He stops and turns around like, oh, crap. I'm just like, and of course, my 10-pound terrier still running after him. Ripley, for the record, is the sweetest dog. So timid, would never hurt a fly, but she loves everybody. So, of course, she's going to go say hello. I get back in the garage, try and open the door, get the other three dogs in the house, turn around, and I'm trying to figure out where my dog went. Turn around. There she is, right behind me. <laughs> So I go out with the intent to apologize to the kid that I called a dumbass. Because I did feel slightly bad. Well, I guess he got... Don't
0: lie. No, you did I
3: did. No, I really did. Because I was like, that was a little rude. So let me go apologize and make sure he knows, like, my dog's not going to attack you. He's gone. <laughs> he ran away.
0: I was going to say, now I kind of question whether or not he was actually running away from Ripley.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, mama bear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, Ripley got in trouble for about five minutes and then we made up. And so, you know, life's good now, but my knee hurts for the record. Yeah.
0: So, so. all right. So, back on track. <laughs> Let's get this train back on the rails. Box office, and he's no surprises, I don't think, um, other than maybe Crawl yeah, and yesterday still hanging in there. Uh, Stuber dropped down to number six from the four spot last week. Aladdin still hanging in at number seven. Um yeah, like, just nothing real shocking here. We all knew Lion King was going to be busy. I think that's... We had it on nine screens at one point this weekend. Something like that? Yeah, like, out of a 16-screen theater. That is ridiculous. And we sold out every single one of mm-hmm. um, I don't know. How were you guys over at your guys Um, We... Ha- I don't
4: even remember how many screens we have in this. Because we only have seven at my
2: theater. Right.
4: So I think we had it in... At least four of them, so over half, obviously. Yeah. But because
0: um, you can't do it on three and a half screens. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Well, that's. I think that's what. I mean. We can. have it in our grand screen. We have it in three and a half now.
0: I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actual screens themselves.
4: Now we've got it in. smart So grand screen, theater six, and then split with Stuber and theater three. Yeah. But. We've been selling out like every show. Yeah. This weekday hasn't been
2: at the weekday.
1: Usually, with quote unquote kids' movies, I'll come in for closing shift and we're sold out through like all of the like seven o'clock around. Yeah. And when people are coming in, you're like, oh, well, if you come back at like nine or 10, it's available. No, we were sold out all night. Like all
4: night. Our late shows weren't as bad. They were only 50% sold. So, because we never do as much as you guys do. Right. So, but I was on floor. Friday opening night of Lion King and it was horrible yeah it wasn't as bad as when Sing came out because I was on floor that weekend too Mm -hmm. that was just awful everything about Sing for some reason (laughs)
1: Lego movie
4: yeah I wasn't
0: there for Lego
1: um
0: Shrek 3 will forever haunt me
1: so it was pretty bad the weekend of the Lego movie there was actually a trending topic on, twi- on Twitter and I'm going to use our one F bomb. Okay. That was there was a hashtag fuck the Lego movie. It was trending so on Twitter because solely if you click on if you would have clicked on it and scrolled through it was solely movie theater employees really? just how awful that weekend was. Everything was sold out, there was kids everywhere, theaters were trashed, kids were obnoxious. It was just yeah. miserable.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm glad I wasn't there for that.
1: None of the sequels have, have been as bad, which is good, but yeah, wow. that weekend was just... I mean, I've lived through several Harry Potter and Twilight premieres, and nothing nothing oh, was uh, as bad as Lego Movie Weekend. Sorry, I'm
0: over here, like, blocking it out like bad PTSD. I forgot how <laughs> bad Twilight premieres were. Harry yeah.
3: um, hey, Twilight premieres, I thought were fun. Oh,
0: yeah,
3: they were great.
1: Twilight, at least they would go into the theaters as soon as they were open. Harry Potter crowd tended to... Linger in the hallways and, the and chat, mm-hmm. and you had to force them to go
0: yeah, into the theaters. Damn nerds!
1: I'm a giant Harry Potter nerd, but the Harry Potter <laughs> premieres were frustrating.
0: You don't say. What else <laughs> are you, Tricia? Surely not a Hufflepuff.
3: Hey, Hufflepuffs are awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm surrounded.
3: I'm a Slytherin. I'm a Ravenclaw. Really? Yeah.
0: that's a I just don't me. see that with you. Again,
3: I feel like you should retake the quiz. <laughs> I've
4: taken the quiz four times through, like, people taking the questions off of Pottermore and putting them on different websites. I've always gone Slytherin. You must be a closet Slytherin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, what, I, now I want to know what you're thinking.
0: <laughs> Plotting our demise on this I show guess. and how she's going to take it over and make it her own. So. Hey,
1: not all Slytherins
0: are evil. That's true. Got Merlin. Merlin is a Slytherin, isn't mm-hmm. Nerds. Alright, so, Moving on from the box office stuff because we had no surprises. There. Here's what was surprising to me last week or here in the past like ten days since we last recorded. Jeremy Ritter has a music career. <laughs> have you have you heard any of this stuff, Lucy? No.
4: What's happening? I'm getting on Spotify,
0: dude. Bring it up when we get to the break so you can hear something. It's actually not bad. It sounds like he went and stole like unused uh, Imagine Dragons songs. Um, but it's it's been part of a Jeep campaign. Uh, that's been going on, yeah. A head campaign, but apparently he's been wanting to do music. Like he goes, "Yeah, I love making music. Like I've been do <laughs> it in my free time for years. Now he's actually getting to do it and get paid. I guess, which he's already getting paid. He's yeah. got that Marvel, huh? Sure, but
4: that's crazy, right?
0: So and he doesn't have a bad voice.
4: Really? First time I actually
0: heard him sing was actually in last year's uh, tag. During the credits?
4: I never saw it. Oh, Oh, it's
0: great. It's actually really funny.
4: I was out of town when it came out. so I should go watch it. And it was the same weekend as Ant-Man Watch, so we had one day to go see a movie. So you saw Ant-Man, and I get that. Exactly.
1: I thought it'd be somewhat amusing, but it was actually really good. It actually
2: had a lot of heart.
0: I I loved it. Uh, Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, so basically in the end credits of that, he starts singing that – Mm-hmm. That song, I can't remember. What, it's probably just called, mm-hmm, but you know, starts singing that song and it's him and, and the whole cast doing it. So, but he leads it off. Um, I think so, like, I might
2: have seen that on before.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's got a whole music career now, and I was just <laughs> blown away by. It. I'm like, like I actually went and pulled it up on on iTunes, and I went, this this doesn't suck. <laughs> like I've heard Robert Downey because Robert Downey Junior. tried to do music as a side gig. Two before he got Iron Man and it's not great, it's not terrible he, he has a good voice, it's, the music's just not like, great. Jeremy Renner's like oh, he's actually got a rock voice and he's like doing this Imagine Dragon style <laughs> stuff and it fits, so That's uh, weird. yeah, it, it is but
1: uh, you give a guy a sleeve tattoo in a movie and suddenly he thinks
2: he's a rock star well, it's funny because like
0: when Endgame came out and everybody, or was getting ready to come out and everybody saw the, the set photos of him with his, his faux hawk or whatever uh, everyone's like, oh, great. He's got a sleeve and a faux hawk. He looks like a sad country singer. <laughs> it looks like a sad modern country singer. Let's not insult Johnny Cash and the gang, all right? <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. So if you get a chance to go listen to it, uh, Main Attraction is the big hit song he's got out now. Actually, that's the one that I think sounds the most like Imagine Dragons. He's also got a cover of House of the Rising Sun out there as well, and that one's really good. Um, and I think there's another song called "Nomad" that I enjoy as well. So it's got more of a funk beat to it. But Jeremy Renner's a music man. I didn't didn't see that coming. No, nothing wrong with
1: it. I haven't listened to any of it, so okay. Well, get okay. a chance. I've, I hold up
2: on Spotify.
0: We're ready to go. <laughs> break, you're ready to go with it, huh? Stop drinking my whiskey.
3: But it's good. I know. Pour your own. You took me to Kentucky. You knew this was going to happen. <sighs> but that's my small batch. I'm not taking more money.
0: All right, we'll move on. Um, all right, so... Just we remember,
3: folks, we're married. We share everything.
0: <sighs> what do you want,
3: Eddie? Half!
0: Ah! Sorry, nobody's seen Raw here.
3: Somebody no. who's listening someday. Somebody has
0: <laughs> seen Eddie Murphy Raw. He does this whole bit about getting divorced from a, a woman from, from Africa. Not that he did it, but he said that's what it would be like, and she demands half. So that's what you get when you get divorced. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, so we had a few We're trailers not getting up. divorced because. No, I mean nah, me <laughs> nobody can. <laughs> You're uh, stuck. Nah, it's okay. I wouldn't trade you for anything. Aww,
2: seven
0: except seven. for maybe I'll say except for maybe a Klondike bar. <laughs> anyway, oh, oh. what would you, do? you
2: for a
0: bar? Would you kill a man? What? <laughs> All right. A man. Let's move on. So, the Kingsman trailer, the Kingsman trailer, uh, came out while we were out and about. It's a prequel to the Kingsman movies. Uh, mm-hmm. We're actually going back to about World War One era. It looks like Rasputin's the villain. Still got an all-star cast with uh, Ray Fiennes in it. Uh, Reese Eifens is playing Rasputin. Who else did I say was in that? Liam Neeson has got an appearance somewhere in there. And The movie looks awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm hyped, just that we're getting a World War One era spy movie because
2: mm-hmm.
0: we don't get enough good World War One movies. Yeah, that's fair. So we're due. Trisha,
1: I, I was leery of it at first because you know, no Terrence Edgerton, but I watched the trailer and it actually looks really good. I'm excited.
2: Yeah,
0: Lucy.
4: Haven't seen the trailer yet, but I love the Kingsman movies. Till so you're in,
0: regardless. So I'm good. I'm, okay, whatever. We're Crystal. Good. Haven't seen the trailer. No, did that show
3: Nope. Damn it. I didn't. Mm, well, why do you share things for Because you steal my whiskey.
0: <laughs> you know why. Okay. You know what you did. I'm excited for it. Uh, one of the questions I had is What is there a connection back to Eggsy, the main character, Taron Eggerson's character from, from the first two Kingsman movies? I feel like there's going to be. I feel like you might as well. Well,
4: because wasn't his dad.
0: One. His dad was was recruited. He was yeah. almost in. Use he
1: was, he was one of the final two, but it,
0: he, d- he he died, died saving die. their lives. So
1: gotcha. during that
0: training mission, I was
4: gonna say, well, maybe his great grandpa.
0: Yeah, was one of them. yeah. Okay. I'm kind of hoping that That'd we get cool. to see a legacy th- kind of thing with that. Yeah. Um, then, just like I said, I'm just excited for a World War One setting. Like I said, we don't get enough World War One material anymore, so that's why I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. So, mm-hmm. kind of hoping this that's will be true. kind of in that not the same vein, but. Give us some of that same stuff. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So another trailer that came out this weekend, this weekend, that divided the whole world. You know what's coming, don't you? Yeah. Oh, no. Everybody's just got their hands on their foreheads. Memories. No. Yeah. Cats. The musical. The movie. Oh,
2: my God.
0: So got a lot of backlash. Uh, just no.
2: If you've seen the trailer, working.
0: if you've seen the trailer, they what they've done is they've taken the actors and CGI their faces, so the bodies are their bodies.
1: They basically they put them in, in a bodysuit and CGI fur onto them. Yes,
4: it looks just use real prosthetics. <laughs> I don't get it. Like it looks weird on Broadway when they use the prosthetics, but it works. Yeah. So just do that. Right. And it won't look. Weird
1: as hell. Which I'm. I'm a music person. I adore musicals. I've not seen Cats, but
4: I've listened to bits and pieces of
1: it. I I know a lot of people that think that it's an overrated musical and are just not fans in general.
3: Uh, my aunt called it boring. <sighs> if if she has seen it,
1: if I was offered tickets to see it live, I would go. Yes, but I'm not going to go out of my way to go to go see it. Like Jersey Boys came through a couple of years ago, I and we were like,
2: "Let's go! Up. I want to
1: go!" Great, I love it. I've seen Hairspray live.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. I love Music Man. Like I, I love musicals, but I'm not. Right. I'm I'm not into cats. Talking
3: about the and then seeing
1: that there ugh.
3: was a meme circulating about Hermione Granger when she turned um, into a cat, and she looked far better. I would rather animated. watch that. Like honestly, if you're gonna have a a movie about cats actually
1: dress them up. Like, why do they have to be seen Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. It's just, it's like, they put them in bodysuits and it's like, they were trying to, it, it almost looked like they were trying to kind of find like the women's breasts and whatnot, but it doesn't really work for the, like Taylor Swift doesn't have an overly large chest. So it kind of was okay. Mm-hmm. But then they go with rebel Wilson who is a larger woman, and she still has like human breasts that are visible, and then the dudes just have this awkward like Ken doll bulge, and you're just like, okay, if you're CGIing, why would you not CGI an actual cat's body? Why are you allowing these like weird, awkward like
0: like because things? because then you end up getting that meme of uh, showing the picture from what we do in the shadows where you've got Jermaine Clement's face suckered onto a cat's body. Like an actual, have you seen that yet? Hold on. I will show you. It, I, I seen can't. I saw the
4: trailer for the first time last night when I went and saw Lion
0: King. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I uh, looked at my
4: friend and I was like, that looks
1: gross. Yeah. Oh, we, we legit, um, one of our frontliners was telling me about this on Friday. Mm-hmm. So there is a cat's trailer on Lion King. Every print of Lion King. Even the kids' theater. And we apparently... Uh, one of our frontliners was telling uh, telling me that a parent came out of that theater, the kids' theater, covering their child's eyes and asked if we could take it off. They were that okay. disturbed by it.
4: It's not that weird. It's weird, but, like, I
0: wouldn't... I wouldn't do that. Honestly, like Okay, this is odd. It's yeah, no, it... <sighs> To me, it was just unsettling. Like, yes. I'm not even going to call it creepy because it's not really creepy. Like, the best tweet I think I saw about it was Anna Kendrick saying, I'm so glad that I made it through the the Cats trailer and nothing sexually was awakened in me. New. Yeah.
1: She also used Ruth new. Sexually, new. parentheses, new.
0: New <laughs> in me. Right. So I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, I'm with you on that. Uh,.
4: I saw
3: people saying that this is the
0: movie that's going to convince furries not to be furries anymore. Oh yeah, the furry um,
1: Like we have a frontliner that actually knows a girl that that is a furry and. Are those the people
3: that think they're cats? No, they no, they dress up as animals.
0: Animals. Yeah. up as animals. They dress up
1: as animals
3: because they like anthropomorphic yes.
4: animals. Yes.
1: So we have a frontliner that enjoys, or that knows, has a friend who is a furry, and said friend did not like the trailer. Yeah. You're turning furries off with this trailer. (laughs) What does that tell
0: you?
4: They should have just gone with, like, you know, I've got pictures of the Broadway. Like, could they not just keep this? Which I
0: always thought looked weird anyway, but it looks.
4: But it it makes sense,
0: and you're okay with it. It looks like a Broadway show.
4: Yeah. It looks weird, but in a way that works. Yeah. They could have just done that with something similar to that, not what they did. Yeah. animate
0: it. So we're reaching a a break right now, so when we come back, we're getting off the cat subject because I can't do it anymore. It just creeps me out. Like, just looking at it. Um, We will talk about Sonic, though, and how that ties into it. So we'll be right back and continue this conversation. So hang in there. Alright, guys. (laughs) So we're back. So, um... Yeah, I think the frustrating thing with with Cats is that it's got such a great cast. You've got mm-hmm. Judy Dench, Francesca Hayward's a new star, but she's obviously or she's from what I've read about her is actually a, a big star in the ballet community, uh, which kind of shows in the trailer because like her dance moves are just mm-hmm. impeccable. Like yeah. I'll give her that. So, um, mm-hmm. but like the you know you've got Idris Elba, you've got James Corden, you've got uh, I already said Judy Dench, but you got Taylor Swift, you got Rebel Wilson. Um, I can honestly do without, but whatever. Um, See, I like Rebel Wilson. She's got the same problem that that Melissa McCarthy does, and it's not her fault. It's just they get shoehorned in the exact same roles over no. and over again.
3: That's yeah, true. The clumsy, clumsy, clumsy overweight people. Yep, which, which I hate. Yeah. So,
0: especially since here in the past couple of weeks, Jared Lorenzen passed away. I know that means nothing to you guys. Um, Jared Lorenzen was a 300-pound quarterback for the University of Kentucky. Is he the um, one
3: that died of heat stroke?
0: No, he passed away uh from health issues. He got some kind of infection. But uh when he played at Kentucky, that kid that guy could move.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like a big dude moving all over the field at the quarterback. He's a, a linebacker lineman playing QB. So well, don't don't sit there and tell me that fat people, you know, are all clumsy and oafish because we're not. You know that that was always what was frustrating about me. And I like I said it's not Rebel Wilson's fault. It's not Wilson McCarthy's fault. They get shoehorned into those characters. It's just I wish Hollywood stopped doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so um. So yeah. So I'm not excited about seeing her in it because she's. It looks like she's doing the exact same shtick that she's having to do. Same goes for James Corden. And like James Corden's got a great voice. Like I'll focus more on that than what he's actually doing slapstick wise. Um. You, know, but you
1: watch Carpool Karaoke, and it, it I mean, amazes great. me to this day how many celebrities that do it, like, he'll start belting it out, and they look at him surprised. I'm like, have you not been paying attention?
0: Yeah. yeah. So, it was
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, just watching that trailer, I'm just going,
2: why? Why?
0: Yeah. What, what is going on here? Like, and I, I know that the, the reason they're doing it this way is because they want the cats to look like cats.
2: And that's they—they
0: they look, like they look like people in like, like catsuits. suits. Yeah, like
2: people in cat suits. Yeah, I, I, was
0: yeah. Um, I do find it funny. One of the best jokes that I've seen on the internet so far is people talking about Sonic tried to warn us when everyone's complaining about his character design. And you watch that trailer, and somebody walks in on him. And he just goes uh, meow. Like he was—he was a prophet. He was a prophet. Um, <laughs> think about that. Yeah. So everybody's been talking about the Uncanny Valley. Feature of his teeth and that. Now we got the cat's trailer and we're having to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah, it's just unsettling. All right, we've got we've got to move on. I can't. I wanted to finish that conversation. I, I'm just I'm done. Yeah. All right, one last trailer to talk about. You can't talk about it because you have You didn't see the first one, did you? Yet.
3: No, no, and I won't. I. For those who don't know me, I am not a horror movie person. Okay. I have very vivid dreams. Sure. And I don't need that crap okay. in my life. So, y'all converse, and I will just sit here and keep.
0: Lucy, how are you about horror movies?
3: I don't like them. I want to see it. I still haven't seen
2: it.
4: Though. Okay. I meant to see it when it came to as like a retro thing. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this before. Right. A retro thing for uh, Halloween mm-hmm. last year, and then I was working, so I couldn't go see it. Right. Um. But I want to see it. It yeah. looks interesting. But by the time I decided to see it, when it actually came out, it was leaving theater. so I was like, okay. Right. I guess I'll watch it some other time. All right.
0: So, Trisha, it's just going to be you and me talking about Apparently. this. So ignore these two. You saw the trailer, because uh-huh. I came running in as soon as it got posted uh-huh. from the, the day before Comic-Con started, and I uh-huh. said, Trisha, grab your phone, loser. we got to watch this. <laughs> Sat down. We watched it. Thoughts? Yes, please. <laughs> That's it? Just yes, please? Give it to me now. Yes. Uh Got to finally see the full cast, Uh uh, the the adult cast, the adult losers losers club, Club, um, which James McAvoy looks like he's going to be a great stuttering Bill.
1: James McAvoy
2: is always fantastic.
0: Well, yes, Um, Jessica Chastain, of course, which we'd already seen her in the last trailer that where they basically play a whole scene, yeah, uh, to reintroduce her as Bev. Um, I'm really excited about Bill Hader as Richie. and then, of course, the other three guys are not well-known guys. Uh, yeah. One of them is uh, Isaiah Mustafa, uh, who is playing, I think the character's name is Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's the old Spice guy right now. Yeah. He's the one that replaced Terry Cruz. He looks like he's, he's going to be great. He was Shadow Shadowhunters, too. For yes. For that watch Shadowhunters. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, like, we watched that trailer, and we got psyched because not only did they look great and the movie looks terrifyingly terrifying and good. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård, man, how, like, that guy is just, got crazy eyes from one.
1: So Jessica Chastain told a story in an interview I was watching mm-hmm. that, I think it was on, when they were on Conan,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he was asking about, because they talked a lot with the, little, with the, the kids about Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Because they kept them separate until they started filming. Yeah. So they wouldn't, like, get used to him. And so Conan was asking them about uh, how the adult. Losers Club reacted to Bill Skarsgard. And Jessica Chastain told a story that they were just at a table read. Yeah. And she happened to be sitting next to Bill Skarsgard was sitting next to her. And she said he was he started off just kind of reading normally. And she said, as it went in, he started to do the voice. And then it got to a point where he had to like say boo or scare her or something. And he just leans over and like right in her face just goes, boo. And she said she screamed and jumped. And, like, the whole t- like, the whole room reacted. Yeah. And, they, like, and Conan made the joke that all the producers were just like, yes. <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of Conan, he had Bill Hader on. Uh, this was several months ago. And I was talking to him about uh, playing the adult Richie in Itch, chapter 2. And so, apparently, Bill Hader was driving... Uh, Andy Muschietti up the wall. Andy Muschietti is, yeah. is the director. Um, driving him up the wall because, for one, he was sitting there mocking his director's voice. I don't, I, I didn't hear how he did it, but I'm sure it was great because <sighs> Muschietti is actually... I watched uh, the interview, but I don't remember right. what he said. Yeah, but the other part of that, too, was that he was also driving him crazy because Bill Hader can't do a scared face. His scared face looks like he's laughing, and his laughing face looks like he's scared. And it was driving Buschietti up a wall. So Bill Hader did not know what to do. Hmm. Um, So now I'm excited to see how that all played out. I'm sure we got gold on camera, but I'm sure the outtakes on the Blu-ray are going to be fantastic. So, all right. You and I are excited for It Chapter 2. Crystal, you're not watching it.
4: I will watch it, Probably. Someday.
0: Damn right you are, because we're gonna double feature. <laughs> okay. And then we're not giving you a choice anymore. <laughs> you're you're gonna be joining us in the screening room because we haven't done that in a couple weeks. So okay. so yeah. So okay. I'm actually trying to get Dylan and uh, Sue to join us to do Blazing Saddles since nice. Sue just watched it and yeah. Dylan's never seen it.
1: So. Dylan's never seen Blazing Saddles. I know, right? Mom hadn't either, especially considering she's married to my dad.
3: That's right. that is shocking. Uh, I've seen Blazing Saddles.
0: Yes, you have, because I made you watch it, <laughs> and I still made <laughs> you watch. It with it.
3: Yeah, good I stuff. Hi, like Tyler. <laughs>
0: all right, so we got to move on. So we're talking about stuff that might be coming up in later weeks. All right, so last episode that we did, all of us together, well, the three of us together. Sorry, Lucy. Okay. Uh, we were talking about Baz Luhrmann's Elvis biopic. So I don't know if you saw the news on that. No. So when we last talked about it, we had four candidates, none of which looked like uh, Elvis. Ansel Elgort, Austin Butler, uh, Harry Styles, and Miles Teller.
4: And
1: their <laughs> face on their face oh, at Harry Styles is just everything,
0: right? And that was my time. reaction yeah. too. The
4: same with like Ansel Elgort, really?
0: really? Out of the four, he was the one I thought looked the closest yeah, to Elvis. I
3: this. Yeah,
0: that's that's questionable. So, uh, do you know who Austin Butler is, though? Um, All right, uh, go ahead and pull him up because he's actually the one that won the part. Okay. I don't know who he is. Apparently, he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is coming out this week. Apparently, has a. a, a, We're watching it this week. We'll be talking about it next week. Um, But what
4: was his name? Austin
0: Austin Butler. He's the one who got the part in Baz Luhrmann's Elvis pick. He did get the part. He got the part. He is confirmed.
4: Um, Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's from Carrie Diaries. The what? The Carrie Diaries.
0: English for the for the old man over here. It's
4: the prequel show. It has got like two seasons to Sex and the City.
0: That was a thing. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Came out in
4: 2013.
0: Two okay. 26
4: episodes. Gotcha.
0: All right. So he's Why? been cast as Elvis. I know nothing about the guy. And that's probably for the best.
1: He was in Yoga Hosers.
0: He was in Yoga Hosers.
4: Was it? I only he watched was in that Deadpool once. Guy, too.
0: I didn't get to see that one. I didn't get to see that Okay, well, apparently he's got a breakout role coming in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I think I'll reserve judgment until then. Okay. Uh, I saw Yoga Hosers, and I couldn't tell you. I know he's one of the two main boys. I think he was the he's dickhead He's in Arrow.
3: One. My God, who is he in Arrow? Chase? He's only in
4: it for
0: three episodes, so. Oh, okay. Chase. Was he the one that was running around with, you know, it doesn't matter.
4: He was in Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Ooh. Good God. In <laughs> Life Unexpected. Yeah. Just going. Mm. Okay. He was He's in a... the Jonas Brothers TV show.
1: So oh I God! <laughs> I, I try to pretend like that show doesn't exist. Well, so. Apparently they
0: do too. So it's fair. It was bad. Um, all right. So that being said, all right. So Lucy, because you weren't with us for the last conversation about uh-huh. this, you now know who Elvis is going to be. Well, first off, are you even an Elvis fan? Like uh, you don't have to be like a diehard fan, but casually enjoys music is fine. Yes,
4: I've heard Elvis music. Okay. okay.
0: But that's not the question that was asked. <laughs> the question was, do you enjoy Elvis's music? If it came on, I
4: wouldn't change it. Okay. All right. That's Is all that I'm again?
0: looking for. All right. All right. Yeah. That's fine. That's casual enough.
4: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, so, yeah. So, where do you stand? Obviously, we don't want Harry Styles, which we're not getting. Yeah. But casting an unknown as Elvis.
4: I mean, sure. He doesn't really look like him.
0: None of them did. Okay. So, like I said, Ansel Elgord I thought, looked the
4: I don't really like Ansel Elgort that much so I'm glad he didn't get it because he's just weird. He's a weird person. (laughs) Like he said like he likes it when girls find him scary.
0: Weird. Yes. Okay.
4: But I mean as long as he's good in the role I don't think it'll work. You know?
0: You don't think it'll work?
4: I do think it'll work as long as he's good in the part. Right. Just because he's not super well known I don't
3: think
0: it's going to be Crystal, and what do you think while you're staring at the rest of my whiskey?
3: I have no opinion on this one.
0: Really? Yeah. But you like Elvis.
3: I do like Elvis. I, I will watch See? and enjoy.
0: Okay. so <laughs> But you don't have an opinion on I'm going with an unknown versus somebody well-known. No. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like as long as they portray him in
0: the spirit that I
3: feel like is Elvis Presley, then kudos to you.
0: You know I'm gonna have a sip of some of that. That was my ASMR moment. It was before fourth morning last Got it. Yeah.
1: So, um, Trisha, I think an unknown is the way to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just not convinced of this particular unknown.
0: Yeah, but we haven't seen in anything either.
1: But I'm going to try to reserve judgment.
0: Yeah.
1: Until we get more.
0: Yeah.
1: Pictures, video, right. trailer. I'm the same what have way. You. Because I have been wrong about casting before. Sure. We all have.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I think I think casting an unknown for Elvis is fine. Um, the, there's plenty of Elvis impersonators that actually look like Elvis. I know the look isn't the, the only thing that they're going to be looking for. You obviously want somebody who's talented enough to, I'm assuming, do the songs. I don't know.
3: They have to be able to sound like him. And Yeah, because yeah, there's a whole... There's a whole... Elvis Presley had a very distinct... Like, he had the, the hip curl mm-hmm. and the lip curl or whatever you guys... Lip curl. Lip yeah. curl.
0: And yeah. what was the hip... Well, yeah, the... The, Sorry, the hip, hip move. Yeah.
3: I feel like if you're going to impersonate Elvis, you have to be an embodiment of yeah. Elvis. Yeah.
0: This is a conversation I, I should be having with my grandmother, by the way. Grandma Booty, if you're listening, I'm going to call you in one of these days. <laughs> Just so that way you can talk to me about Elvis.
1: But you, like, you mentioned the Elvis impersonators. <laughs> no. You mentioned the Elvis impersonators. Almost all of them do seventies
3: fat Elvis. Yeah. It's like true. Vegas Elvis. Which is not his best.
1: No, no. 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 That was when his health was going downhill. Yeah. His life right. was just falling apart. And it was just bad. If this is gonna be an Elvis biopic, it needs to not be an Elvis impersonator. Right.
0: I'm not saying it had to be an Elvis impersonator. I'm just saying that there's plenty of people out there that we could choose from that are unknowns yes. that can do the voice and the, mm-hmm. the mannerisms and all of that. Yeah. So, not necessarily saying, obviously, if I'm going to choose, I'd prefer 50s Elvis, Jailhouse Rock Elvis.
2: Like, yeah.
0: Old Man Singing Gospel in Vegas is not my no. swearing sequence, not my bag. So, But,
3: like, yeah. it, I guess that this isn't, it's a biopic, so mm-hmm. you're going to get, hopefully, mm-hmm. you're going to get a little bit of all of it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, yeah.
3: Well, that's another thing. If it's gonna be a biopic this guy's like tiny. He looks like a child.
0: Well, and yeah, he's not he them very
3: big like, either. Like if you was, go yeah. to his house, his like outfits they have on display—they are tiny. Like they yeah. would fit maybe an average teen girl of today. Oh wow. World. Oh gosh, he was not. Know, he where? was not a big dude. When did you go to Elvis's house? I I've gone there.
0: Really, you've been to I
3: yes, I have been in Memphis. It has been a very long time, but I do remember. She did have a life before she met you. Did. You know, I no, did. I have parents who everything. Tried,
0: but her history doesn't start until October tenth of two thousand nine. Everything before the funny thing
3: mistake. is, <laughs> so Kyle and I have been together for ten years. So from about the time we got together until now, everything before then, legitly. I have trouble remembering, but
0: I, have I do have on parents one. that. Wow, remember. that sounds really creepy too. I apologize. <laughs> well,
3: okay,
0: Rufy Collado,
3: finish my statement, dude. <laughs> I have wonderful parents who tried very hard to provide us with, you know, culture growing up, minus television. Mom, you didn't really do good on the movie front, but you did do good on the music front. And so we, yeah, we went to Memphis. We went to Elvis's house, which is called. Graceland. Graceland. Good, Graceland. Graceland. Yeah. We went there, and I saw his outfits, and they were small. I mean, he was not a big dude. But, you know, in that time period, mm-hmm. people were smaller. So yeah. And sure. he isn't he also originally or partly, like, Hawaiian or something? No. Or some kind of. No, that, he, is, he, he is all
0: Southern gentleman.
3: Oh, he is? Okay, yeah. I thought he had some kind of background.
0: No, no. He did, um. Oh, what was the movie? Uh, Blue Hawaii. Okay.
3: That's, 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 that's what you that
0: Yeah. He also yeah. didn't do prison time. He was just in a movie called Jump. No, I knew that. <laughs> but he was,
3: you know, I think until he got older and like, uh-huh. his health started to fail, like Trisha said, he wasn't a very large person.
0: Yeah. So,
3: yeah. So, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm well- Joining the military and then having
1: a
0: drug habit will do that to you.
3: Yeah, sure. you know. Those of yeah. us who haven't joined the military, we just
0: drink, so it's. <laughs> It's okay. Most people that are in the military also drink. So and his fried, we love fried peanut yeah.
1: butter and banana sandwiches.
0: Who doesn't love a good fried peanut butter and banana sandwich, though? I've never
3: had
1: I Hate bananas.
0: Oh, okay, that's uh, fair. I hate okay. a fried peanut butter and marshmallow sandwich, though. That might be good. You've had it. It's called a fluffer nutter from our friends over at Cheesy Street. Oh, oh yeah, Cheesy
3: Street.
0: If you're listening, we like freebies. We we will give you sponsorship. <laughs> you can gonna ad, do ads on our show. And, and you want. All right. Um.
3: Bananas in anything. I like the bananas. Right bananas.
0: Mm-hmm. No. No, anyway, sorry. I bananas.
3: like them, I like a
0: banana peanut butter and banana sandwich.
3: Never had a peanut butter banana sandwich. I have. Oh, it was so it was good.
0: But Deep fry that bad boy. Ew. That oh yeah. So <laughs> oh, it's so good. Not
3: fried like unless it's air fried chicken. That's a new. That's a good thing.
0: All right, moving on. Okay, <laughs> How do you keep falling off the rails? Because because it's my drunk movie theater. <laughs> that got me. It's in the title. I keep forgetting that. All right, so we'll move from one bi- music biopic to another, and this is one I actually mentioned to you, because you've been talking to me about the Lou Pearlman documentary. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with Lou Pearlman, Lucy? Are you? Okay, Lou Pearlman was the manager for NSYNC and he the
1: Backstreet He created Wars. NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, he was Connors. Yes. Okay. Um, the documentary... What's the name of the documentary that you watched? I still need to watch it. Shoot. Uh,
1: I think it's... Crap.
0: Give Next me a second. Next question. Was it on Amazon? YouTube? For sure it was on Amazon. Amazon? Okay. If I know what it is, and we'll talk about yes. it. Yes. Um, because, yeah, I found that story interesting. Because uh, he was...
1: I think uh, it's called uh, the Boy Band Con. Okay. Let me double-check that,
2: though.
0: Well, now, because you were telling me... Because he not only had the con artist issues, he also... Didn't he have sexual assault charges against him, too? Or was it something else? that uh,
1: was something else. Well, okay. So he did try to... So he created Backstreet Boys, and, of mm-hmm. course, Backstreet Boys took off. So he decided to... Um, he decided to uh, create okay, another band. So he... Huh.
4: Aren't the Backstreet Boys releasing like, new
1: music again? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just mm-hmm. making sure. So they, so they decided to... Um, so he decided... I'm going to create another group. So he created NSYNC. NSYNC took off. So in his greedy mind, the more the better. So he created um, several groups. Some took off, some didn't. One of which that he created was a girl group who after kind of Back to Boys and NSYNC both realized fairly quickly after taking off that <clears throat> they were getting the raw end of the deal. They were not getting all the money um, owed to them. Whatever. Um, so they both ended up taking him. Insane uh, had a very public court case against him. Backstreet Boys signed kind of their own quiet deal, but they both got out from under him. But after kind of all that happened, and he ended up, I don't remember if it was before or after, but he ended up um, getting pinched for... Uh, a pyramid scheme that he was doing. He conned a lot of people out of a lot of money. But in the midst of all this, there's a girl group that didn't really take off, but they said that, cause he had like a big mansion that he let everyone basically stay in. And they said he had like tanning booths that they could go. It was this room that had tanning booths, and they could go tan. And he would talk them into like tanning nude and they discovered there's cameras and he would show the boy band, some of the boy band members footage of these girls tanning naked so it's uh, not really like he he never as okay, far as i, I know, the know there's no right. claims of him actually touching anyone but he but did fil- yeah yeah and lance bass actually created a documentary um yeah it's called the boy band con the Lou Roman story basically documenting like talking about The whole thing.
2: That's And it has,
1: I think, AJ from Backstreet Boys Talks and a couple members of NSYNC. And then they have a couple other members of groups that he's done. Um, Ashley Angel from O-Town, because he did them too. There's a really weird interview with Aaron Carter where he defends him. And a lot of people have speculated a lot of things based off that interview because he kind of goes off the rails defending him. And it's really kind of odd. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Because he gets really angry in his defense of him. So.
0: So. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. So they're talking about doing a biopic about that. When I told you about it, you had hesitations because you didn't know it. Yeah, I said, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Now, if it was going to be... So I guess that opens the question. If it's going to be something that paints it in an accurate light, the good and the bad, would that be something you'd be okay with? Or are you just wanting to see it painted in just a totally crappy light?
1: Well, I feel like the documentary kind of laid it all out. Okay. So now it just feels like... And the documentary got a decent amount of attention. Sure. And so now it, it... I think it's the timing of it bothers me because it feels like someone's trying to cash in on the attention Yeah, and it's not, Fair. and it's going to be more, I feel like that's what it's about. Not really telling the story because the documentary was like, this is how he grew up. This is what he, what his life was like. This is what he did. And he's at a very early age was starting to like set up little businesses and, and kind of being shady and right. trying to get money at any costs. And so I feel like a movie is going to gloss over that more likely. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not going to paint him in in a light as it should be. But also, like I said, it just, it feels like they're like, oh, this documentary is getting attention. So let's just make a movie. And like, or you could just go watch the documentary, which has interviews with people who actually interacted with him, right? and just go watch
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, after hearing all that, Lucy, what do you think?
4: I definitely want to watch the documentary. That okay. sounds really interesting. That's where I'm at with it. But I can see what Trisha's saying with, like, like making a movie right after this documentary came out, it's just a weird timing thing. Right. And also, like, there is a documentary. Why yeah. do we need a biopic on it, too? You know? Like,
0: that just seems... Because not everybody watches documentaries. Yeah, so a lot of people fair. get their... their a lot of people learn about certain figures from biopics, which is not the best way to yeah. learn since they always take dramatic licenses anyway.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: but that's why. I mean there there's that's a market fair. for it. I don't know. So crystal, you have no opinion. I
3: know.
0: Yeah. I'd be interested to see it. You just you just want it that way.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I do. <laughs> bye bye bye. I All right. yeah. Okay, so We'll move on from there. We're going to get back into the more fictional, fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Comic-Con this weekend, they announced, not one, but two back-to-back sequels to 2018's Halloween. I'm excited.
4: I didn't know about that. Oh,
0: you didn't? Nope. Oh, you're in for a treat.
4: Halloween was like, the I don't like horror movies. I somehow got myself talked into seeing that one after hours one night poor decision, I took the very long way home because to stay on Lit
0: Roads. Right. Well, what did you think of the movie? Itself? It was
4: good. Yeah. Like, I'll, it's the reason I'm more open to seeing more horror movies now, okay. I think. Because okay. I'm like, okay, maybe so, it was just like a thing when I was a kid.
0: So a good starter horror film for you. Yeah. Have you ever seen the original no. Halloween? No. Okay. I highly recommend it, so that you can kind of see what Laurie Strode went through to get her to that point in
4: yeah. 2018's Halloween. I was like, like she's freaking out but okay I like knew
0: yeah you knew what you didn't know yeah yeah Um, right well now you can go back and watch the 1978 film and see and go oh that makes sense so um, yeah so they announced two sequels they're coming out October 2020 and October 2021 and will effectively end the Michael Myers saga quote unquote so no more Halloween
4: movies no more
0: Halloween movies after 2021 or at least that's what they're saying that's what they're saying Anyway, so we've already got titles for them. The one in 2020 will be Halloween Kills. And then the third oh. one in 2021 will be Halloween Ends. Okay. Barring the titles that I don't care for. Because yeah. uh, I just, when I hear Halloween Kills, Sorry. I immediately think Side
1: of... Side note, Khan like, was a YouTube exclusive, not ah, Amazon. okay,
0: but I'm not watching it. Uh, Sorry. I still have to figure out how to get another free trial of Red so I can watch Cobra Kai Season 2. So
1: It'll eventually be released on just a generic
0: <laughs> What, Ripley? I really just need Cobra Kai Season 2. Anyway, following sequels. Red play. Trisha? I'm all for it. All for it? Yeah. Anything specific you want to see? No. No?
1: This is one I'm not super like excited about into. I just enjoy it. I'm just along for the ride. Okay.
0: Fair enough. I don't know, I'm a, I just, I. for me, I want to see how it's going to end, if they're truly yeah. going to end it. Because um, I've, I've watched those movies since I was a kid. And it's so weird because Halloween 2018 erases oh. the continuity from the end of Halloween Yeah, then. I was going
4: to say, um, I knew that much, that like, the ones after the original up until 2018, like, don't count. Right. They're of there.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm curious that now that they've wiped the slate clean and given us one great sequel, what are they going to do to follow up? Yeah. So, right here, buddy. All right. Um, so yeah, so that was the big, one of the big announcements that came out of, out of Comic-Con this year that I'm excited about. Um, moving on, though, we'll go to, I don't think they said anything about it at Comic-Con, but it would have had a presence if they actually had something ready to go. Quentin Tarantino has got one final time in Hollywood coming out this week. That makes nine films for him. He has yeah. said that if he he is going to retire after ten, I'm still going. I'll believe it when I see it. However, interesting thing that's happened over the last couple of years is that he's kind of gotten his name because he had a story idea and threw it at J.J. Abrams for the new Star Trek movies, specifically a Star Trek four has said that if he directs it, because he has not agreed to direct it yet, he just wanted to get the story credit on there, <laughs> has said if he directs it, that would be his last film.
2: Yeah,
0: Which would be kind of weird to see what he does with, one, a big budget, and two, with somebody else's script. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I thought he was doing a Zorro movie.
0: No, so the Django Zorro crossover would probably not be him directing it. No. He would probably help write it, but gotcha. okay. uh, he won't be directing uh, at least as far as I know. Me personally, when it comes to him saying that he's going to stop at 10, I'm going, I'll believe when I see it. Just <laughs> The man's the man's a creative genius and has yeah. granted great. He's only done so many movies and says he wants to focus on writing film books and other stuff like plays and whatnot, and he can go do all that. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like if you're that well-versed in your craft, you don't stop doing. That being said, if he does a Star Trek movie, he said he is going to shoot for an R rating. Hmm. Okay. Eyebrows raised on two people. Crystal sitting over here just playing with her phone. Yeah, which you love, you love Star Trek, so I'm surprised you don't have commentary on this. I'm
3: sorry, I got
0: sidetracked. It's okay. Tarantino doing a, a Star Trek movie. Not opposed. Okay, an R I, I R Star like Trek movie.
3: again not opposed. I like Tarantino. I think he's a really great director. Sure. I um. It would definitely be a different, different kind of Star Trek movie. I right, but not
0: opposed. Yeah. Well, he said because Simon Pegg said, "Well, nobody wants to," see, you know, is you know going to do Star Trek as, you know pulp fiction in space. <laughs> Tarantino came back and said, "That's exactly what I'm going to do." Is pulp fiction in space? Me, I'm immediately interested.
4: <laughs> I don't know.
0: So, what I do mean, you think?
4: I'd have to go back and watch more Star Trek and then more. Tarantino films to like really see it mm-hmm. but it sounds interesting right. I'd be willing to watch it and see how it yeah. goes but I can't see a Star Trek movie being his last one right like I I feel like he'd do something different yeah that well, just yeah. seems like an odd last choice right
0: well my question is Tarantino films are known for two things obviously the dialogue which includes a lot of uh harsh language. hmm And then bursts of violent, like, sudden, bloody violence.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, which they have said they would not do the language near as much in, in a Star Trek film, oh, yeah. which is, I would prefer, but they mm-hmm. said the graphic nature of, you know, like, somebody getting sucked out into space and, you know, their insides being pulled out because of the vacuum. Mm-hmm. That, I'm going, I feel like that's just a little much. And, like, yeah. I met somebody who loves Tarantino films and enjoys the Star Trek franchise.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Star
1: Trek is not a bloody
0: right franchise. Like,
4: exactly. it
1: just isn't. as much as as much as it's known for, you know, red shirts dying, you never actually see yeah. it. Yeah, you do. It's like they get shot with a laser and they fall down yeah. and they're all dead, and that's it. You move on. Right. Or you've seen an entire body get sucked uh, out of the space, and that's it. Yeah. it's done. Yeah. And I feel like it's a franchise that doesn't need it.
0: Sure. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. So. Um, I don't know. Like I said, if he dines up doing it, I'm I'm in just to see what he does. So, yeah. just because I want to see what Tarantino does with it, I'll watch it. do dollar budget. Eh. So, yeah, you'll watch it. You're just like, I don't know. So, I feel like I have, we have one skeptic here. I, I'm skeptical, but, like, I'm a
1: big Tarantino fan, and it's, it's, I, I get the people love him, and that's cool sure. and all, but it's just not my thing.
0: Right. right. That's fair. It's fair. But you're still watching Once Upon a <laughs> Time in Hollywood movies, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just want to make sure. Doesn't mean I'm, like, super excited about it. And, like, we have to go watch it now.
0: Oh, yes, we do. If the keys were good last night, we wouldn't watch it last night. <laughs> so, all three hours of it. So, it's a long movie. All right. So, moving on. We're going to do one last thing before we take our break. And then go to The Lion King. But, rumor came out with Bond 25. And this is where I'm at, Nike. So, the rumor is, is that Daniel, Craig, Daniel Craig's back. He's James Bond. Mm-hmm. But he won't be 007. The rumor now is that Lashana Lynch from Captain Marvel is in it, and she will be the new 007. The question I have at this point is, is she going to be the permanent new 007, or is she going to just be 007 for this movie until she gets killed or retires? He says, I can't do it anymore. And then Bond's right back in the saddle. I don't know. What... You're not a big Bond fan, Lucy. I don't know that I've
4: ever seen a James Bond
0: movie. Oh, we're going to correct that. <laughs> we are going to correct that.
1: There's a reason it took years before I finally admitted to him that I hadn't seen all the James Bonds.
0: She knew. She knew she was um, going to get into it. And then we traded off movies, and it went swimmingly. You had fun, I think. <laughs> I had fun going through the list of movies you gave me. Mostly
1: i shitting all over half of them.
0: Hey, not my fault that half of them were just terrible.
1: <laughs> not my fault you've seen everything, and you wouldn't let me assign anything you've already seen. Well,
0: I'm sorry. That was kind of the point of the exercise. <laughs> anyway, so I was, I'm. if you go and listen to the Marvel episode that we we also put out know. this week, you're you're obviously excited about the idea of a female Thor. But what about yeah. the idea of a female 007? For somebody that's I, never watched a James Bond movie,
4: I think that'd be cool. There's not a ton of like female spy movies sure. that I can think of at least, mm-hmm. so I think it'd be really interesting. I think that'd be something that would probably actually get me to go see one right. now, because like I don't really care about a guy in a suit. Like, sure, that doesn't sound that like I know they're good movies and I'll probably I will see them at some point now.
2: But...
0: <laughs> yes, the target's already on your back. <laughs> yeah.
4: But as if I didn't have someone making me watch them, I think having someone new, where it's like, not just a white guy in a suit. Sure. Like, having a female lead. Right. I'd be like, okay, might as well Kay. check this out now. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: but you're going to get with Black Widow, too, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm.
4: So yeah, that's true.
0: A month after Bond 25 comes out. Yeah. So... That's fair. Crystal? That's the last time I give you wine on this. I'm just sitting here. I know you are. Tweaking.
3: (laughs) Tweaking?
0: No. (laughs) Tweaking. My mistake. Trisha, what say you?
1: I never have a strong bond opinion, so.
0: I know. It's okay. I'm talking about it because I'm excited about it. I know.
1: So, but you're the only one at the table.
0: So. I know. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. My grandmother will appreciate
2: this. So, so
0: my Booty. We're gonna have a conversation. I don't have a problem with them doing this for just one movie. Um, my preference would be if you're going to do that and you want to keep it in the 007 universe, mm-hmm. is make that character their own 00 agent. Because like the 007 number, it goes with James Bond just like hand in hand. Yeah. Now, if you want to cast James Bond as a person of color. I'm not exactly not. It's going to sound awful. I'm not all in for it, but I'm not going to stop watching. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. I'll, I'll If you, the person is right for the part, they're right for the part. I'm going to watch. Yeah. So, but my thought process is that maybe, maybe they should just create new characters and put them in that same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, that way. Cause I feel like a lot of people have this, this issue with people just, uh, like the representation issue, of taking over characters that are a certain way. That's fine, whatever. It's partially why I really respect Jordan Peele, because he said, yeah, I'd rather do original things and create original characters for people of color, for LGBT representation, all that. That way, I don't have to deal with that controversy. That makes sense. So, like I said, I'm in either way. So, my preference is, is that this is... It's still the James Bond 007 franchise, and we're not mm-hmm. spinning off into a new 007. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world if that's what they do. At the end of the day, they're all movies. Mm-hmm. So you either love them or you hate them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, like I said, I thought I'd have a stronger opinion about it. I'm just like, ah, I'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, LaShawn Lynch is a great actress. Yes. My whole thought at this point, though, would just be do an attempt a cinematic universe like with those characters. Give us a Felix Leiter movie. Give us a Money Penny film. You know, give us another 00 agent doing something. Make them, you know, gay or or a person of color or whatever you want to do with it. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, I really enjoyed Atomic Blonde. If you told me that was set in the same realm as the Bond films, I'd buy it. (laughs) Like, that would have been great. So that's where I stand on it. It's like, I know I've had people that have kind of brought it up to me. I'm like, Sigh. I have to really sit and think about it. So, cause like I read the news too. And I'm like, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things. Like I'm attached to that character though, just from my childhood. And I get that there are a lot of people like that. Um, but I'm one of those, I can kind of let go for changes for other people's sake. Like I still have all 24, soon to be 25, other James Bond films that I can still go back and rewatch. If I don't like, you know, what they decide to do, I don't have to keep watching. I'm not going to sit there and tear others down over it. Period. So so as long as somebody else enjoys those films, by all means. I'm not going out to watch Twilight. Just not. Not going Mm -hmm. out to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm also not the target demographic. Mm -hmm. So well, yeah, I crap on those movies for quality because I've seen parts of them and I know how bad they are from a an objective standpoint if you genuinely enjoy them do you so that's where I stand on this yeah. so with that being said we're taking another quick break we're coming back for our final segment we're going to talk 2019's The Lion King stick around Alright, we're back. So, Lion King 2019 came out this weekend, dominated the box office, blah, blah, blah. Critics have been mixed on it. Audiences, according to Rotten Tomatoes, have really enjoyed it. To which, I have to ask the question, what the hell movie were they watching? Because obviously they had to have been watching the original and not the remake. So, all that being said... Who wants to go first? No volunteers? You know what? Screw it. I'm going to call you out on it anyway. I know it's your favorite movie. Your favorite Disney Uh,
1: movie. Lion, Lion King is my absolute favorite Disney movie of all time. I watched it just about every day as a kid. My mom once told me that she feared the day that the VHS would break because she didn't know what she'd do because she figured I would be super upset because, like I said, I literally watched it every day. Um, I haven't... Through all of these remakes, I haven't been as anti-remake as certain someone at this table has been. I've had varying opinions on them.
0: It was me. I'm the one who's anti-remake. <laughs> if you guys have listened to the show, I don't know if that's been pointed out or not. This I'm anti-remake. <laughs> you are? Yeah, I know, right?
1: This is, <laughs> the f- this is the first of the remakes that I have felt the need to use the word unnecessary. Like... It's so much like the original that I can't bring myself to hate it, but that's also the problem. Like, probably eighty percent of the movie is shot for shot the same as the original, and even like the changes they made are I don't understand. Like, the whole like subplot with Nala escaping and like showing how she escaped to go find Simba. I'm like, a that's not really shown much, and b. She explains that they were hunting and she just expanded the hunting grounds and she stumbled across them. And I don't understand why that needed to be changed to some daring escape where like Zazu's not allowed to be there and Zazu has to distract them because there's hyena guards. And like, what? why that wasn't necessary? Like, if you're trying to make it more realistic, female lions are the primary hunters anyway. Just show them hunting and Nala takes off on her own. All it takes. There was, there was no need for this weird subplot where she's also. How are you going to make Sarabi weak? How are you going to make her this? Things will fix itself. We'll just sit here while our lands are decimated and the hyenas are taking over and we have to protect the. Oh, you're not protecting the lands. You're just sitting there. You are not Sarabi. <laughs> and then this weird subplot of. Scar being in love with Sarabi, and Sarabi picking Mufasa over him, and now he's trying to convince her to be, like, I feel like got a yeah.
3: tiny 80 b tiny hint of that in the original, though. I it was know. very well, very so
4: subdued. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, like, it was kind
1: of... But why did that become a... It wasn't big, really touched yeah. on too much. It was kind of hinted at, and that's all you really needed. Like, why, why is there this big multiple conversations I mean, yeah. about... Yeah. Join me. Pick me. Like, what
3: I mean, do you I guess have? if that's Scar's motivation for why he's doing all of this, it's not a very good motivation, but it is a motivation. Yeah, yeah I
4: don't know. I was just disappointed by the whole thing.
0: Okay. Lucy?
4: I thought it was like, taking away the animated spit of it. Like, they it's animated but not really. Like it's photorealistic. It's photorealistic S- animation. S- so amazing. I'm just gonna call it live action because like that's the only way to like differentiate the two without yeah. like, being.
0: Sure. Which yeah, we're we that's a whole separate conversation. Yeah.
4: It's just like the I think making it in the way they did now took away a lot of the things that made the original so magical, I guess. Like with Be Prepared, the, all the green columns of fire and everything gone. Be prepared was ruined. I'm gonna say that. I thought that was horrible.
0: Oh, I have thoughts on that.
4: And then like I liked
1: what they did about the hyenas. I don't like what they did with the set of the elephant graveyard.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of boring compared to the original. Like it's not as interesting to watch as all like the fun, fancy, like outrageous choreography and stuff of the originals, of the original, when they do it like this. Where it's photorealistic, it's like, okay, now it's just a movie about lions. That's, okay, sure.
0: Yeah.
3: It's kind of boring
4: without all the fun
0: stuff. Yeah. Crystal, would you like to chime in now?
3: I had to try very hard from falling asleep because to me, in my mind, it was so similar to the original movie. But there really wasn't a lot of new creativeness that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hate that you can't really tell expressions on the characters because one, and I didn't even notice this at first when I watched the movie, but it was actually something that my sister pointed out to me was that they tried so hard to make them look realistic that. When the lions were sad, for example, when Simba's, you know, walking through the desert he's supposed to be very sad at his, you know, series of events, you can't really tell because his face is just kind of blank. And that was really frustrating because, you know, emotion is, I feel like, kind of important when you're talking about mm-hmm. death and character development. I feel like that's kind of important. Also, if you're going to remake a song which is as popular as Hakuna Matata, would you please for the love of Christ be in tea? Because I sat there and I was truly trying to give this movie the benefit of the doubt, give it a good shot. I really wanted to like it
0: and I went in
3: very much with an open mind, like I'm just going to see how this goes and see how it is and I did not like the music. The music to me was not good. And as somebody who, you know, is not a college music major, but did do (laughs) band and choir and knows key and can tell when somebody is singing out of key, that was awful. It was like having nails on a chalkboard. And to somebody who is not maybe as picky as some of my friends, about that sort of thing. It was really awful. Like if you're going to remake a song. Do it better than the original. Or do it as good as the original. But for the love of Jesus Christ. Be key, Because that truly to me was the one thing that I was like. This sucks. Like that was the point in the movie when they started singing Hakuna Matata. But I was like. I literally looked at my husband and I said. Do you want to go? Because <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. And he was committed and wanted to sit through the rest of it. And I said, okay. <laughs> and we left both very grumpy and disappointed and being 3d or not would not have made this movie any better. So that's my take on it.
0: So yes, still very much anti remake. Now that being said, I, I, let's let's go through the gamut of disney's remakes so far to get to what i'm about to say i hated alice in wonderland i really like pleno's 101 it. dalmatians i like that one okay, okay. Um, jungle book i absolutely adored I more liked than it. the original
3: i liked it they did some very creative things that made it unique
0: yes um, and the music
3: was just as good.
0: Cinderella. I really liked because it was totally different um, but while still telling the same story. I loved Cinderella.
3: I feel like you can there remake it. Cinderella a thousand times because it has been remade a thousand times though that it's fine. Yeah, and it's all about it's how you tell you the story. you remake it, it's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what's some of the other ones? Christopher Robin is not technically a remake but I adored Christopher Robin. Like I thought, like if I'm going to count it as one of the remakes it's probably the new number one over Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Disney's doing all these live action properties, you know, redoing their, their animated property, properties as live action films. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is a well made movie. It's good. I enjoyed it. Like, there were they, like, I liked most of it. Like, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I went, you know what? I could go home and watch the original and be just as happy because yeah. the changes you made here weren't necessary. No,
3: not necessary. But they did do. They made an attempt to make yeah, it unique,
0: right? And they, they, I have to give them props for trying to fill in gaps that I didn't need filled, <laughs> uh, like what happened to Bell, uh, Bell's mother, or see, why I, nobody remembers the castle. Like they were, they were see, nice little really creative.
3: That is one of the gaps though, when I was growing up that I needed filled. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm. I'm
0: it's okay. Because I'm, I'm eventually going to get to my point. I know, <laughs> but
3: you know. Anyway, sorry. continue.
0: Anyway, um, so yeah, so the the changes that they made there, like they were they weren't bad changes. They just weren't changes I needed. Um, but performances were fine. The music was good. Like uh, you had Stanley Tucci in there. Like that's a win for me. Like because oh, I love Stanley Tucci. Um, and I didn't hate it when it was over. I just went. I don't need to rewatch it again because I just I yeah. prefer the original. And that's been the way it is with most of these movies. Aladdin again. I didn't hate it. That's if nice. you made me go it's like, probably my favorite. I anyways. liked it. I, I loved it.
3: it. I actually like it as much, if not more, than the original because I think the way they changed this really.
0: There were there were changes though. they made I liked, and changes they made I didn't like, and that you know by the end of it I was like you know what this wasn't bad. It just again Will Smith was great. Like okay. I loved Will Smith, Will Smith as fantastic. genie. I like um,
3: the nod to the Bollywood film. Uh, like see that that was one of
0: those things I didn't care for, but like I said. <laughs> It, whatever if you enjoyed it you enjoyed it i personally didn't just because i thought mixing three different styles i just wanted more of uh, guy Ritchie's fingerprints all over it from that first musical number with one jump ahead i just i really like that that's what a guy richie musical would look like to me and then it went different directions which with you know the uh genie's never had a friend like me like that that makes sense to do with the way they did it And because they still maintained some of that same fun choreography and changed Mm -hmm. it up and still had a blast with it. Yeah. I didn't care what they did with Iago. I did not care for Jafar. I loved what they did with Princess Jasmine. I hated her song with the weird music video vibe towards the end.
4: Yeah, that was weird. It was weird. I still just think
1: they needed to switch the short version and the long version. She should have done the long version on her own and then had just like a reprise.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That's all we needed to do, just swap yeah. those two. Yeah.
0: And it would have been fine. It yeah. would have been better. So, anyway, so that being said, I didn't see Dumbo. I have no desire to see Dumbo. I've seen enough Tim Burton movies to last me a while. Like, I'm, I'm good. It's all the same stuff at this point. You one. I didn't see Maleficent. That was a That was, one good one. I saw. That that was is a very one. Different. I, it's, it's on my very list.
2: very
0: different. Right. Yes. And I, I wanted to see it just because you're telling the story from the villain's point of view, and they're doing that with Cruella de Vil, and I am all for it. Yes. If you're going to, and Mulan, when it comes out, I'm actually looking forward to it because it's not mm-hmm. a musical.
2: That being
0: yeah, said, I go back to we had a discussion last week. Yeah, I go back
1: to all the other remakes. It felt like someone had a story to tell. Someone had, okay, I want to do this this way. Mm-hmm. Lion King felt like, well, we're doing these remakes, and Lion King is our most successful, so I guess we need to do a Lion King remake. Yeah. Like it felt like they did it out of obligation instead of a desire to make art.
3: You know, had they told the Lion King story from the point of view of Scar and said, this is why Scar is the way he is, that that would have been cool. I would have even watched that because it's like, okay, why is he so evil? Why does he hate everything? But they didn't. They took the exact same movie. Yeah basically scene for scene, tweaked a couple little things and said, we made it our own. Like, no, you yeah. didn't. Sorry, you ripped off. Like,
1: you reanimated it, you got new actors, and you changed a couple small things. Yes, and yes, then I'm you sorry. called I'm it a are you angry because you
3: didn't get to your point? No,
0: it's just that like I, I get to certain points and everybody keeps compounding on. And I'm just like, all right, so, here's the thought that I had at exactly the halfway point of the film. And that thought was, and I wish my brother was still around because he'd have appreciated it. It is exactly – it is the cinematic equivalent of them taking a video game from, let's say, Xbox, saying, oh, yeah, we're going to re-release it and update it with all these graphics and do this and that and release it on Xbox One. And you're like, hell, yeah, because nostalgia kicks in. You remember how much fun you had playing that game. You're like, all right, let's go do this. You go and buy the game, and then you start playing it, and you realize, oh this is exactly the same thing I still have on that old console over there. And I had more fun playing it on that old console. It's the cinematic equivalent of that. It is a shot for shot. The, the, I have seen shot for shot remakes before. I haven't cared for most of them. Even psycho has its own merits for doing it the way they did it because it's, they, they said it's going to be an experiment to see if they could replicate everything that that Hitchcock did. Mm -hmm. And they did. And it, wasn't good. It just—it was the exact same thing, but it's a weird experiment that you can watch, and you're like, okay, I can see what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. This is the—I haven't wanted to walk out of a movie in a long time.
2: Oh, yeah. I felt—I wanted to do it walk in out. The
4: first
0: 15 minutes. When you offered to let to, to walk out, like I was like, no, I'm going to sit here <laughs> because I have to at this yeah. point. Now it's the principle of it's an endurance test. If we had screened that like we'd planned. I would have gone Mystery Science Theater on it. Like, that's what you would have gotten. Yeah. And it would have deserved every every riff I could give it.
3: Can I sure. spoil one moment?
0: Oh, no. I'm going to spoil everything because you've seen the damn movie already,
3: people! So, when he makes the VR guest comment in reference to... Beauty and the
0: Beast. So when Pumba shows up or Puma and Timon show up at the yeah. final fight yeah. and they're be the trying distraction. To
3: a... I legitly wanted to like that comment, but me there too. was so yeah. much
1: I they continued it too long.
3: There was so much crap that they had already ruined for me at that point. It was no longer funny. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the moment that I was like, I'm done.
1: Yep. If they would have stopped after just the first line, "Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to present your dinner," and then yeah, gone into and then go into the song they sing in the original cartoon, yes,
4: I was so mad when they didn't do that. That would yeah. be great.
1: That would have been hilarious, yeah. and I would have enjoyed that. But they continued with the Beauty and the Beast reference and then run away, and I'm like, "No." I get that you can't do the hula skirts because you're trying to go realistic. I get that, but you didn't have to get rid of the song. And
3: like, I am not a prude by any means. I can say fart or make fart jokes but in the song where Puma is talking about how you know the animals ran away from him and went yeah up,
0: went got downhearted every time that mm-hmm. i and
3: then hey, in the original what? it was Puma. there's not, kids present Not the kids i was legitimately looking forward to that moment because i remembered that moment from yeah. listening to the songs and watching the original and they said I
0: can't remember. <laughs> uh it was uh I got downhearted every time that I farted. You're not going to stop me? No, because you disgust me.
3: Yeah. I was, and like, I was just like,
0: really? really? You it's just
3: not. took away some of the, the class of the yeah. original because, you know. You kept doing
0: fart jokes after that, too. Yeah, again, Like, don't get me wrong. I love again, a fart jokes. we
3: talked last time about how in the new Ghostbusters, when they started making fart and dick jokes, that that's where you lost me because I feel like you took away some of the class. You took away some of the Disney class that goes along with these movies. I get it. We're in 2019. People make jokes. But you can still be classy about it. Yeah. Like, it's Disney. Well, that, They're kid movies.
0: Well, that was part of the appeal of, of making the joke the way they did in the original. Because one, it allows Timon and Puma to be the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yeah. of this version of Hamlet. And it allows them to break the fourth wall.
3: Well, and adults don't feel bad taking their kids to original Disney movies because they know that they're going to be clean. They might make some jokes that'll go over the kid's head, but the adults will still get it and find it Mm -hmm. funny. And this movie, they just went ahead and made these jokes that you know, again, not a big fruit. I would take my niece or my nephew, but I would rather them make the jokes that go over their head and I can laugh at than Right, borderline me, appropriate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I like I said, I when I reached that thought at the halfway point, I went, Why are we sitting through this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and I would have I would've been fine leaving because I almost did. Like I haven't wanted to walk out of a movie probably since well, when you we saw that Ghostbusters roommate, roommate. And I almost fell asleep. Yeah.
3: And I was like, you know what, I gotta work tomorrow, I could go and go to bed. I don't think
4: I've ever walked out of a movie, but you were close. I, I would have if I hadn't had a friend there with me who was like, she likes everything, yeah, and so she was genuinely enjoying herself. I felt kind of bad being like, I'm gonna leave now.
0: <laughs> oh no, I feel it's awful fun. when customers ask us, "Oh, have you seen it?" and they're all excited because they're going to see it. And I, I don't, I just don't bullshit when it comes to movies. I just don't because it's it's something I've loved since I was a kid, yeah. and I take seriously. Yeah, like you're going to drop your entertainment dollars on a movie. Make sure it's something worth your while. And when I have customers or friends that go, Oh, hey, did you watch the New Lion King? And I'm like, yeah. And they go, What'd you think? I can't help myself. I just look at them and go, Do you want me to be honest with you or do you want me to just snow you over for a minute? And they just their faces immediately drop because they're like, what what? And I go, Do you want me to be honest with you? I'm like, well well yeah I go, you didn't like it? And I go, well, here's what I think you're <laughs> So I go, I, I actually did. I told a customer of this yesterday. I said, here's what I think you ought to do with the money that you, you spent on your tickets. I think you need to go get a refund. Okay. <laughs> I said, you either need to do one of two things. You need either either swap to an original film. I said, even if it's not good, swap to an original film. Because we have a couple to choose from. Crawl and Yesterday and Stuber. Uh-huh. I heard Stuber is
4: actually pretty good. I enjoyed it.
0: I watched <laughs> it. It's not great, but I said, either switch to an original film uh-huh. or get a refund. Go to your nearest store, Walmart, Best Buy, Target, wherever the DVDs and Blu-rays are sold. Find yourself a copy of the original. Grab some popcorn there. Grab some soda or a beer, whatever you're wanting to do. Go home, pop that bad boy in the DVD player, and watch it there. Because that's exactly what's going to happen here is you're going to be watching the exact same film. But not as good. But not as good. And they go, really? And I go, yeah, it is a shot for shot remake with updated graphics. Yeah. That is it. You know, and, and I've always been able to find things that I like about some of these remakes in some mm-hmm. way, shape, form. Alice in Wonderland, Lamb, notwithstanding. I actually liked Keegan Michael Key and Eric Andre as two of the the hyenas. Would mm-hmm. I prefer Cheech Mary, and Whoopi Goldberg and then whoever doing the voice of Ed? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, just because the, the hilarity Jim of Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings. It was Jim Cummings. Um,
1: and but, uh, that is Winnie the Pooh.
0: He's also the second half of uh, does the, uh, the second half singing of Be Prepared because Jeremy Irons threw his voice out. Uh, so well, that's true. I I, I, I liked Keegan Michael Key and Eric mm-hmm. Andre going back and forth. Like their stuff was actually kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I liked like Billy Eichner. He didn't do all, I didn't think his take on Timon was anything groundbreaking. It was him. Yeah, and it wasn't quite Nathan Lane and that's fine. Seth Rogen I actually thought was a good choice for Pumbaa. I just Mm -hmm. wish somebody would have sat there and
2: worked with him 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 on
0: singing. Mm -hmm. Um, I did really
1: like John Oliver as Zazu. Yeah, no, that was a good choice. Most of the casting choices, like pretty much all the casting choices were good.
0: Right. But when James Earl Jones shows up and sounds bored when he's voicing Mufasa, you have a problem.
4: Yeah.
0: And he does sound bored. He does. Um, does. And I'm at that point. I'm like, I'm glad you didn't bring back Jeremy Irons because I don't want him to sound bored either. (laughs) Um,
4: I thought Beyonce was good. They kind of wasted her by giving her one song. Like I feel like. If I'm you're over gonna,
0: Beyonce, so, yeah. yeah. But if
4: you're gonna have Beyonce...
0: You might as well give her another song. Yeah, video, exactly. Which, yeah. she does have an original song on the soundtrack that I Absolutely. don't recall being in yeah. the movie. I don't
2: remember
0: that. It's okay. Um, I remember her
2: seeing once. You know,
0: you've got Donald Glover, and they let him play a little bit, but mm-hmm. kind of like Matthew Broderick, kind of gets, you know, wasted by yeah. only showing up in the third act, essentially. Yeah. Um,
1: and the only singing is the very last snippet of Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was
3: it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you covered be prepared earlier. Uh, let me preface it this way: Lion King is not even in my top five favorite Disney movies. Like, I think it's fantastic. I love it. I think the original is just wonderful. But it's not my top five because there's so many good Disney movies, and so many mm-hmm. that mean so much more to me over that one.
2: Yeah,
0: you know, uh, I'd say probably a solid number six,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but still not my favorite. Not in my top five. When I sit there and I'm getting physically angry watching the movie, that's again a remake of a movie that's not even one of my favorites. You mm-hmm. have a problem.
4: Yeah, um, I put "Be Prepared" as one of like the villain songs. Oh
0: no, when it comes Top to villain, villain songs, song. it's number one. Like, yeah. I was I was They're like ruined. going, if we're gonna do this, do this. Like, let's do a full on version of "Be Prepared." I don't need goose stepping hyenas. We already established you're not going to do the choreography once we saw. Can't wait to be king.
4: Exactly. Um,
0: which, which that's again, you're losing half the charm of the original there when you're yeah. not able to do that so because you're it in reality. Okay. Okay. Like the <laughs> song is fine, but I was just like, it's just not as exciting as you know the yeah. the menagerie just yes. towering to the heavens, yeah. you know, and then falling apart. I mean, I thought
4: that was so cool in the original, and then they yeah. don't do it. Well, I'm, like, I get it. It's
2: Right, oh,
0: come on. you know, and you don't have to have Some the towers things. of of rock and green smoke shooting up during "Be Prepared." Yeah, all you have to do is let him do the song. And I don't know, maybe maybe Edgford just can't sing. Um, I don't know. All I know is is that they only used of the original lyrics. They only used the last two verses, mm-hmm. and it was do- all done as a poetry recital with a little yeah. bit of singing at the end.
2: Yeah. That's I was very disappointed. I was incredibly
0: disappointed. And then Rafiki not using his staff and like then pulling it out like it's an old weapon. Like <laughs> Yeah, I was, yeah, like, was no, that no. not weird? I'm like, oh hello, yeah. my old friend. And I'm like, you should have had that the whole time.
4: I was like, is he a veteran? What happened? <laughs> right? Was there a war we missed?
2: Yeah. Like I was so confused.
0: I was too. I I find it incredibly fitting that John Favreau has created the one Disney movie remake that I've loved and the one that I just want nothing to do with ever again. <laughs> well, one of the ones. But like the one that just annoyed me at how soulless and money grubbing it was. Mm-hmm. Like it you This you're is right. the
1: first one that has felt like a money grab. because yeah. yes. at the time when Lion King was released, it was like their biggest movie ever. Yeah. And so, I, like I said, it felt like this one was done out of obligation and out of well, it was popular then. We yeah. should do it now. It'll make us lots of money. Like yeah, right. they didn't put. It felt like they put minimal effort into it. Yeah. Like they put so much effort into Aladdin, and there's so much heart to it, and it was so good. Yeah. Well, I guess it's didn't it, out it's like it's a follow-up, it which Aladdin is in my top five, but it's not my favorite. Aladdin, maybe three, four, yeah, somewhere in there, and. For that to be so good and then to follow up with this is just so disappointing. Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: It's yeah. like
1: Lion King was an afterthought.
0: Right. And I didn't even mention the, the animals not being able to emote with the oh. way that they did the animation.
1: Some of them lion. did better than others. I felt like the hyenas had, actually the hyenas had, had a, a decent emote. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but that's because dogs are, are, you know, animals mm-hmm. that, that are related to dogs just can emote. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can tell my dogs are sad. Cats, you just don't know. You just don't. And like that that shows up very much so with yeah. these lines.
4: Well, and the way that cats do them like, yeah. doesn't translate well in a film right. way. Unless it's like, we're going to be like, okay, so now we're going to show how a cat shows you when they're sad like their tail goes down yeah yeah
1: Yeah. which they didn't do much with the tails
4: yeah Their at all
1: it just kind of hangs there and then as they're talking sometimes they flick a little bit and i'm like did you even study cats before you did this
2: no like
1: their tail is how they show emotion like the tail is the most important thing to a cat when you're trying to tell emotion
2: yeah
0: exactly so i I wish we had more time because somebody else brought up to me you know because they asked me uh, you know, you're you're so against the Disney remakes. Well, how do you feel about the Disney Broadway shows? I said, look, I don't like that either. Like, I'm sure Lion King's a masterpiece on Broadway. Doesn't take away from the fact that Broadway's running into the same problem that Hollywood is, is that they keep doing unoriginal ideas, stuff that's based off of movies already. Like the new Mean Girls musical, like, that sucks.
4: Don't go. Don't listen
0: to it. Well, like the fa- like I explained to them, it's like there's a SpongeBob musical. Why is there a SpongeBob musical? I <laughs> anyway, they go they go, well that seems unnecessary. And I go, so does a friggin' Lion King remake. Like we saw Little Mermaid on stage at Starlight a couple years ago and I did not care for it.
3: It was uh interesting.
0: You liked it.
3: I liked it, but there were parts of it I was like, why is this interesting? Yeah. The only time I've seen <laughs> Little Mermaid. Was
4: when my sister's middle school did it. Yeah, I went and watched. Yeah, this is a bunch of children. So right. I, don't care. I was going to say I went to
0: see a friend in uh, when I was in high school. Out, I went to see a friend in Columbia that was doing like a community theater version of Beauty and the Beast, and I'm like it was good. But I'm like, I, yeah. I'm only really just here to support friends. My like, argument was great to that well. though
3: is Chicago was a Broadway play that was adapted to a movie,
0: and, and that Hairspray. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so, I
3: mean, you've got, you've got it on both sides. Yeah. Point? And
0: I mean, at the same time, you can't, not everybody can get to Broadway. There's not community theaters everywhere uh-huh. you go.
3: No. I yeah. And
0: so doing a movie version of a stage musical. But there's
3: people who prefer plays than movies.
0: And that's fine yeah. too. And I get that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I'd love to see the producers on stage. It's my favorite movie musical, but I understand if, unless it comes through Kansas city, I'm not seeing it on stage. Well,
4: the thing that pisses so. me off about Broadway musicals is like 95 percent of them are filmed. They just don't release the recording, like an official yeah. recording.
0: Yeah. So you There's can't actually watch a streaming it. service for that. There Where is. Can, yes, I think it's for like Broadway HD. I'm
2: gonna get that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought about signing up for it so that I can watch some shows. Anyway, all right, guys, we are running out of time. Uh, I want to thank. Crystal, again for showing back up for back-to-back episodes on one-day recording. Bye. So <laughs> Have
3: um,
0: <great> <laughs> Even though you didn't say much, but that's okay. So I, you know, i here so you don't get fined. <laughs> like Lucy, I'm so glad we got to see you again. That you got yeah. to show back up. We're gonna get you on a little more often if we can. Um, <laughs> it's it has been too long. <laughs> I was, so when you texted me, I was thinking about
4: I need to come over to the sixteen <laughs> to see everyone who I
0: missed. Well, class. I think next time we record, we might record at the theater. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Running out of time. So all that being said, for uh, us here at My Drunk Movie Theater, I'm Kyle Sutton.
1: I'm Trisha Campbell.
0: Have a good day.